All right, have you seen this crazy story? A group of neo-Nazis gathers at UW-Whitewater outside a dorm hall. Canellans Hall, 9.30 on Sunday night. So last night, the members are chanting loudly. They're using a light to project a red swastika on the side of a dormitory building. Then they recorded it and posted it on social media, chanting, We are everywhere, and there will be blood. But, of course, the cowards didn't show their faces. You couldn't identify anybody in the video. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, one of the smartest shows you can listen to on radio. Dr. Ken Harris is with us in the studio. Dr. Ken, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's the weekend? It was great. I wasn't at Whitewater, though. What do you make of this story? I wasn't invited, so I was. I was <laughs> no, little, you would not. You would not. They, they would not want geez. you there. <laughs> well, listen. Everybody has a right to present themselves. Gather. They weren't out of the ordinary. They weren't screaming and hollering until they got to the end and they started the whole chant. But in the end, they have a constitutional right. It's private prop. I'm sorry, it's public property. On the sidewalk, and instead of damaging the building and painting something, they projected it. So clearly somebody thought through all of the laws and ordinance violations that could occur, and they did it. They have the same right as anyone else in America to say and do publicly, short of screaming fire in a crowded theater, to say what they want to express their opinions and their beliefs. So speech is protected. Yes. And I would say this is actually the kind of speech that should be protected. Yes. Because what is disgusting and despicable is subjective. Correct. And so if we were to say this should not be allowed. Correct. Then where do you draw the line? Maybe I think, you know, something else is disgusting and someone else doesn't. So if you're not breaking the law or hurting someone. Correct. Which they weren't. Correct. Um, I'm with you. I and think it's easy and to stand up and shout and say, this should be allowed, not be allowed. Well, somebody called it domestic terrorism. And I said, it's not. And I, and I said, the joy of living in America is having to put up with that crap. Right? Because you can always what? Leave. Right. You could leave America. You could leave Whitewater. You can walk away. So you have options. Now, if they didn't give you any options, they made you have to listen to it. Right? You're going to come to this class. You're going to pay for a class. We're going to make you listen to neo-Nazis. That's different. But this is something that clearly you could simply walk away. Seems cowardly, doesn't to what? it? To what? Did you see anybody? Did you see anybody walking around? The demonstration in Madison in the fall? Everybody had masks on? Right. Nobody was showing their face? Yeah. They're standing up for something they believe in, but they aren't willing to show who they really are. Yeah, on the other side of that, we call them anarchists. Right, You put something over your face and then you go burn stuff down and terrorize and all that, but you're a coward. And so I'm not really bothered by that at all. I mean, I've literally been to you know West Dallas and other places in uniform and having to literally defend the rights of neo-Nazis to speak. The flip side to that is when I speak, I don't want to hear anything. There, you, you can't complain. You can Well, you can complain, but we're not going to change it. We're not going to stop talking. We're going to continue to do it. But again, we live now in a generation where, you know, I don't really like what you say. So I'm just going to, instead of countering it or challenging it, I'm just going to tell you, you can't talk. And that's what scares me. Because if you'll do it to neo-Nazis, right. you, know, if you, you may agree or disagree with Black Lives Matter, but then we'll, we'll start with them, and then it'll go down to radio and then TV, and next thing you know, 
Oh, it's the cancel culture. Yep. It's, it's, totally. it's canceling. I don't totally. want to hear it, so I want to totally. get rid of it. And I there's also something to be said about having a conversation. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of willingness to have the conversation if you're not ready to show yourself. Well, but people are sensitive. Or we're afraid that if I say something, you know, the black person may find it offensive, right? Not recognizing that. Just have a conversation about it. And and I know this might be a shot. There are some things about people racially and culturally that they don't like about other cultures and races. And guess what? Okay. At some point, you live and grow up where you are comfortable. And that's just how life is. And the sharing part you talk about is the fact that we can share I have no idea what what the name Matzik is. Like, I don't know what the the culture or the heritage, but finding out is more important to me than your skin color. Well, and these folks don't want to have a conversation. Oh, gosh, I mean, they're they're not not interested in a conversation. No, they want to usher back in the Fourth Reich. But they do have a protected point of view. Yes, they do. So law enforcement question. Mm-hmm. As a law enforcement officer, you're called to an event like this. They're not mm-hmm. breaking the law. People right. are asking you, can you do something? Can you take me inside the law enforcement perspective and how on-the-scene law enforcement proceeds when there's something edgy, uncomfortable, and you're monitoring whether the law will be broken? I would I would bring a, a MERT response, major incident response team, to monitor what's going on. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily intercede unless it looked like it was going to, you know, Tempers are boiling over and people are getting upset or they're starting to walk towards each other. But I, w- I would keep a, a reasonable um, space between them. I would call whoever the two leaders are and I would bring them together, as we've always done, across from each other. So both of them hear the same thing and then have them repeated back to me so that they understand this is what you will do. This is what you can't do. This is what the law says. And that's it. And. We've never really had a problem with it, you know, with, with the Milwaukee Police Department. So I think it works. So one of my first thoughts was they projected the image of a swastika on the building. Right. One right. of my first thoughts was, can you do that? I know it's not graffiti. It's not permanent. Mm-hmm. But you said it's public property. My thought, first thought that went through my mind is that that's a university building that is now representing what this group is trying to preach. But it's temporary. It's like you so putting it was okay. up, it like was putting okay up to put an it African there. flag. It's like putting up a flag from Sweden, right? I mean, it's temporary. You can remove it. It's not like they painted it and then caused damage. So you have to weigh a totality of the circumstances. You just can't weigh it's a swastika. That's not good enough. And so the police will always take a step back. And if you notice what the White Order police said is that we're we're working on this and it's ongoing. Yeah. And we don't have a comment because right. there was really no law broken. Yeah. What is there to comment on? All right. Dr. Ken Harris, Truth in the Afternoon, 4 to 6. Always appreciate it when you make some time for us, Dr. Ken. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it.